Welcome back, folks. My name is Last No Meal, and welcome to the episode 78 of the Cyberpunk 2077 Community Podcast. Today with me, I have the usual gang, starting from the right, Mad Queen, welcome. Greetings, Earthlings. And Neon Arcade. Yo, how's it going? And of course, Subsidian from the Triple S League. Hello, hello. Well, we had a, a fun week. Um, actually, got more than expected from the Tokyo Game Show. We got uh, some gameplay, of course, updated, some new, but um, still. What did you all think about uh, the event? I thought it was awesome. Mm. Seeing the new, seeing the new, um, the form of the new form of the forty-eight minute maelstrom scene. Mm-hmm. If you put them side by side, I've seen some side by side videos. Man, the upgrade is huge. <laughs> Minus the like clipping and stuff like that, but mm. damn, it looks so much better in my opinion. It's a big improvement. It really is. Yeah, especially when you look at the light and just the textures overall on the clothing and. Just mm-hmm. it looks cleaner. I don't know. The textures look a lot cleaner than before. Um, we did have that problem, like um, of some things looking blurry. If you remember from like deep dive, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm really glad yeah. those things are now. I don't I I didn't I know didn't notice them. I mean, yeah, everything looked a lot cleaner. Yeah, you're right about that. Mm. Yeah, I think that it, that was an issue with like their DLSS 1.0 was like pretty pretty bad. I don't know. It's it's hard to tell at this point what what that was and. Mm-hmm. But it's it's gotten fixed at least. Mm-hmm. So true, and that's well, and and I mean, this is one of the main reasons why they don't necessarily want to show off this stuff so um, so early, is because there's a lot of like little issues that essentially boil down to, you know, it, it's it's something that's an easy well, it's not an easy fix, but it is a fixable thing, but it just takes time, and then once it's done, yeah. then it's done. Mm-hmm. We also did. Uh, we also did hear people <laughs> complain a bit about clipping, and there was, there was some clipping in certain scenes. But I guess those things are not really huge issues. Just uh, I don't know. They, they won't ship it like that. Mm. The clipping is pretty pronounced as to where they would definitely go back and fix that. That's not how it's going to ship. Be shipped. Hundred percent. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Because technically they can always easily go. Like we've seen like some characters standing in T-pose. And I said like, look, they could have easily just went to like a cool location, which is not fully done yet, just to get some gameplay footage, like to to show more variety of the city. And of course, in the like somewhere you could have um, like a T-pose character or whatever. It it could have been obviously nitpicked um, to show you without any glitch whatsoever so kind of glad that they did in the end i don't know i'm sure when you like drastically like rehaul your game like this like mm-hmm. that was the, the the 48 minutes was like the most polished part in 2018 mm-hmm. and it seems like they've gone back to the drawing board and like really obviously updated like we saw and i'm sure that reintroduces a whole bunch of issues mm-hmm. so like there was no clipping in the in the first 48 minutes with the maelstrom and the, the scene that we saw there but it, it was in this new one so it's probably just because of the the changes they made mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. probably reintroduces a whole bunch of stuff that they got to iron out, which is not easy. Yeah, yeah. There is something I wonder about the visual the visual improvement is uh, how much of it is due to, due to the uh, LTX features, and how much of it the mere mortals like myself who can't afford the latest GPU is going to be available for us. 
how much how how downgraded regarding to this is going to be for the people that uh, has regular GPUs? Well, we we don't even know if this was with RTX on, do we? That, that, that's why I started with I wonder if. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, I I mean I kind of like I suppose that there'll be a noticeable difference, but it it's especially with RTX, it's like one of those things it's like pre RTX, post RTX, in like three years pretty much everybody's gonna have RTX. So mm-hmm. it is one of the it is a transition period, and so we do have there's some oddities that might might happen like that, but I don't think so because this this isn't this isn't well, I don't know. Do you think we could classify this as a as a tech uh, transitionary game, or is it something that's more? You think it's more designed for the for the last gen? Well, they said that since the beginning, they said that they were designing the game having the next generation of hardware in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But so when I they think... started that, I don't think they even had RTX confirmed. <laughs> like when they started no. working on this, even from the engine perspective, that that's not even close to it. Yeah. No. So, no. Yeah. Well, no, but they they had in mind the fact that there were going to be some technological improvements when it comes to hardware mm-hmm. because of the dates. I mean, yeah. If anything, if anything, they can at least adapt the game so once you know the new consoles come out, it will look a little bit better. It will pre- perform better in a sense for as long as the the full update doesn't come. So at least you know they thought about that, which is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from that perspective. But regarding the footage, honestly, I don't think it had RTX on because there were some places, especially in the Old Foods factory, where some light just didn't reflect and it had surfaces where it could. So maybe, maybe, I don't know. And the good thing is it's hard to tell, right? So if you're not playing on RTX, you're not, it's not like you're going to be playing at like the half the experience or something like that. It's just like, Little things that you notice from time to time. At least for me, maybe I'm just not paying attention, but um, it's not like a super drastic change between RTX and non. Yeah, yeah, it's just small. From what we've seen, yeah, small, small details, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, uh, we'll see. Uh, they did say that they are going to release uh, some requirements regarding RTX. I, I'm interested to hear what they have to say regarding that. But it's probably going to be like, look, if you want to play an RTX, obviously. You have to go either to twenty eighty to play in like let's say four K. Can you play? Uh, can you play a game in four K with RTX on with twenty eighty? Hmm. You'll get like thirty FPS. Yeah. But for ten eighty P gaming, well, obviously your game is gonna run like char or even like mm-hmm. what two K. Yeah, and that's where DLSS two point really saves you a lot of issue because it upscales mm-hmm. that image to four K. Like, say you're at 1080p and it upscales it to 4K, and then you can retain your frames per second, still get that clean image, and then you can, you know, it allows you to turn RTX on mm-hmm. and not take a huge dip into the, you know, 30 FPS territory, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, like, I mean, that's personal preference, but if you want to sharp footage, you can just go 2K. You don't even have mm-hmm. to go 4K to have, like, the crispiest... Um, footage for me personally, I if I want to go 4K, I'll I'll do it on a TV on a huge screen. Um, for right. a monitor, nah, I don't think so, not yet. Yeah, no. even 4K monitors are quite expensive still, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and plus you have to you have to have a good GPU to run <laughs> the games yeah. you want. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. and even that, it's like, do you want a good refresh rate? What do you play? Like, 
that's also something which state people take into account but yeah i still like high refresh rate rather than bigger resolution yeah likewise mm. um uh does anyone have to say anything for this so we can continue to saburo and then after that we are going to talk about the media classes a bit um mad queen would like to chip in more into that yes, so we can... i'd like i'd like to chip in i'd like to chip in <laughs> Because well, I uh, Mati, huge huge shout out to to Mati. I am realized I love his videos because I don't know how he gets the color he gets on the videos. <laughs> I'm so jealous. But he was he he just did a video where he talked about why he thought that the last Night City Wire was not as good as the other two that were presented so far. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, I I rewatched I rewatched it again after after watching his video. And there was something that was bugging me about it, and I finally I believe that I that I realized what it is. I didn't like the introduction of the character class of the medias. Mm -hmm. So the mm. medias were the character class in the in the pen and paper game is not playable in the game, but it exists in the universe. So the medias are the people that is responsible to uh, of delivering the mood of the universe because. Uh, a lot of things that are explained in the law are explained as in in the newspapers with with uh, pieces of newspapers explaining things. So one of the things that always separated the Mike Pondsmith cyberpunk to the rest of cyberpunk writers is the sense of humor. The sense of humor of the cyberpunk universe has always been very very dark, very dark and very over the top. And the, the medias were the ones who delivered this sense of humor. So as an example, for instance, you can go to Twitter. There is a hashtag that was called uh, Night City Headlines, that I hope they continue it, that was started by Art and Sorian Gates, the creators of the Cyberpunk universe. And you had the headlines like Execution the Musical, ending, ending record-breaking 12-month run due to lack of cooperation by state prison by providing new death row inmates for the starring role. This is a typical news or typical news on on Night City or another one cybernetically enhanced opera singer shatters every agent screen in a three block radius <laughs> so the news the news deliver deliver the, the 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 tone of of the universe and they are so sensationalistic by the way we are catching up we are catching up because looking looking for that I found another another headline real one, real world from the beginning of the year that said, the maker of disinfectants, Lyson and the Toll, has issued a press release telling people not to inject themselves with disinfectant after President Donald Trump suggested disinfectant, disinfectants and light could be injected into the human body to kill the corona. <laughs> we are cutting up, okay? We are cutting up. The thing is that uh, this over-the-top sense of humor and uh, then you then you also have the most the the more serious serious medias like uh, Tesla Johansson, Thompson, this ISIS, but they are also very sensationalistic and very ominous, a little bit like Samuel L. Jackson in Robocop. Mm -hmm. So this this style of medias is something that I didn't see in the Night City Wire. I saw medias that were very normal. They weren't over the top. They weren't expressing this sense of humor. And it was the perfect moment to, to give it away, especially when you have this media trying to explain the universe and Night City saying that, uh, well, uh, so many people is killed in the streets of Night City and uh, 
or most people live below the poverty line. And the way of delivering, it's not at the height of your usual media in the cyberpunk universe, where everything is so over the top. And this is something that I missed a lot. I expected much of a spectacular introduction of the media character class, because we know that all character classes are going to be in the game, even if they are not playable. And being as relevant as medias are, I believe that it, the, the presentation was a little flawed. I don't know if this is something that relates only to the marketing campaign or to the game, because mm -hmm. obviously, as we didn't play the game, <laughs> the <laughs> only thing we have, the only tools we have to understand it is whatever they showed us. But yes, as a presentation of the character class, I am not very happy with it. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's just more nuanced for like the general, the general viewer who just wants something that's kind of like entertaining from a trailer? You know what I mean? Like, is yes, it just, isn't it just like a marketing thing, and then like that thing, that's obviously present, readily present in the game, and it's not as bombastic and GTA like as the trailer is making it seem. But you can make it bombastic as well and make it over the top, because that's the cyberpunk, the Mike Ponsmith cyberpunk way. I mean, why, why hiding it? Because I can understand that certain topics of the game may be hidden. Because they go figure, because they have a reason, but uh, they don't want to show. But something like that, that is so significant, is so representative of the universe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And should be representative of the, of the game as well. I believe that this is something that should be shown in the marketing campaign. This yeah. over the that top. Was, that was the perfect uh, time to show it. Obviously introducing the media characters, or at least some of them. I agree with you. That would have been the perfect opportunity. Yeah. Also, also because one of the, the, the most funny things about the media characters is they show how the people of Night City have normalized the most horrible things. Mm. And they talked about execution, the musical. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's part of the, of uh, this universe, the sensationalistic, but at the same time, they <clears throat> see the most horrible things as normal. And uh, this particular nuance of of this character class, I don't believe that is represented when the when the character class was introduced. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm interested think... to. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Continue. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No. I'm just wanting to say I'm interested to hear how that develops and see how it develops because I saw that some series over there, like some uh, shows they they showed, um, do are gonna be like talk shows or something. So maybe. That pulls it out, but um, one thing I can agree on, there was, hmm, I would maybe add a little bit more, I don't know, difference in, because every single show they, they presented was just, a, I don't know, kind of simple in a sense, screen behind them. As Mad Queen said, they were not over the top in that sense. Like, when you see them, like, they're not crazy enough. I don't know. From the that, thing is that, that usually... Sorry. No, I'm done. I'm done. The thing is that uh, you see the the nomad life path, and I and I saw it and I thought they nailed, mm -hmm. they nailed the nomads. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you see the corporate life path, and they nailed the corporates. And Sweet Kid is not a character class, but I I believe it na they nailed the the flavor of the mm. poorest side of Night City. But the the medias no, no, they are so so. GTA style, 
But when I say that, people's like, oh, heresy. Well, yeah, I'm terribly sorry, but. Uh, mm. So what do you think about the branding then? Because like, I think a lot of the advertisements have that, that dark, twisted kind of humor that maybe you might be more referring to. Like the, some well, of the ads and. Some, some they do. I, I really love the, the um, Corporate Wars the Musical. That's my yes. favorite. Mm, yeah, yeah. A little disappointed though that the the uh, Mr. Stapcom ad is is PG thirteen. <laughs> I mean, you had another another ad that was that was for for uh, selling drinks. The mix it up. The mix one. it up. Yeah. Where you have you know a huge dick in display, but then the company that actually sells dicks, the ad <laughs> is PG thirteen. It's like this is a little confusing. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> You put you put more dicks on a drinks drinking commercial for a for a drink for a soda. I wonder if some people are now wait, that's what Mr. Stud is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean yeah, I, yeah. I'm yeah, sure yeah, there's yeah. gonna be a lot of people who are who are gonna misread that because it it sort of sounds like a weapon when you think about it. You're like Oh look, I I got a bunch of loot today. I got a I got a ripper. I got a I got an auto aim. I got a Mr. Stud. Mm, that must be interesting. It's a we- it's a weapon of ass destruction, not mass destruction. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but you said one thing which is good neon. Like their their ads, like they what they show in the city, are represent yeah. that a lot better. But maybe they haven't shown all of the the medias. But yeah, they should they should have. The mm-hmm. first, the first impression was, um, I think, but we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, um, even like the, yeah. uh, sorry, go. Uh, let no, me just I'm finish done. this. Yeah, I'm done. There's just this one woman who is doing the like N54 feed, and it was like just a stereotypical, like news feed that you'd see like even today. And it, there's like nothing unique about it. There's nothing over the top, outlandish. Mm. So I, I guess like also speaks to. This this is the one that broke my heart. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. this was a, a best ISIS moment, mm-hmm. and she was so typical. Not even the cyberware was outstanding. Right. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Well, we shall see. We shall see what's gonna happen. Yeah. True. 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 They said that um, you're gonna be able to watch TV in your apartment and outside. I do wonder, like, what else besides that? Obviously, brain dance, and um, well, shows, games, mm-hmm. and because they said that um, they're gonna have one Gwent-sized, again, Gwent-sized, not Gwent guys, not Cyber Gwent, Gwent-sized mini game. I wonder if that's gonna be in that sort of a brain dance thing. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully, it is something that can be also a spin-off because Gwent was extremely success- successful. Now, uh, are we done with this? Um, I wanted to gloss over Saburo Arasaka a bit because we got. Well, before a... you, before mm. we move on, now mm-hmm. that you mentioned the the spin-off game, I'm really disappointed that the game that Spoko was developing is not Cyberpunk. <laughs> Since they bought the company, I've been convinced it was going to be a Cyberpunk game, and that we would have some sort of Fallout Shelter mm. style game of Cyberpunk on the phone before yeah. the game releases. And now, no. Well, I they, mean, they yeah. got involved so early before they knew like the full scope of Cyberpunk. Whereas, like the moment that they got involved into into uh, with CDPR, they knew the obviously the full scope of Witcher Three and and 
in that kind of sense. They knew everything about it. So when if they're going to approach CDPR about having an idea, maybe they need that kind of reference of all the stuff in the past versus just seeing a, a fraction of cyberpunk. Mm. I don't know. Well, if if you read a lot of books written by Mike Ponsmith, you also can approach celebrating that with an idea. <laughs> this is true. This is true. I mean, they can always do it in the future. <laughs> yes, I hope. I hope <laughs> <coughs> they're they're gonna stay in the in the family in the CD project family. So, what I'm interested to see what they have for us in the future because, yeah, obviously, Witcher Slayer can go on for you know some time. It's it's not gonna go on forever. But I, I'm interested to see how it's gonna work. Obviously, because mm-hmm. it's an AR game, it's generally interesting. I like the idea because it's different. It's not something obviously you can just play and drop in your in your phone while you're at home. It's nah, I don't know. I think it's going to appeal to a decent amount of people. I know I will try it out, but the problem with that comes like for how long will people play? Because you try out an AR game and you're like, yeah, yeah this is cool, and then you forget about it. But We'll mm-hmm. see. Looks looks very interesting so far with quests and everything. Now, uh, before we go to Saburo Arasaka, just uh, thank you everyone for coming to the podcast. Uh, it really helps us a lot. And please, click that like button. We hate asking you to, but um, it's, we have to play ball with the YouTube algorithm. It says to YouTube that um, these videos, these streams are worth watching. So, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Uh, so... Before before we go to Saburo, I want mm. to, to answer something that has been popping up in the chat since we started the stream. <clears throat> Absolutely. Sponsored by Arasaka. Well, I uh this this started because uh I, I designed the original first background that we had in the podcast, and before that my streams were sponsored by Arasaka. And this is because my longest living character in Cyberpunk twenty twenty, who was a solo called Alice Cooper, was killed by Militech. <laughs> so here's the joke of the uh, competition of Militech sponsoring me because I hate Militech. <laughs> and now it became a joke and, and there's more there's more people that talks about Cyberpunk that has this sponsored by Arasaka thing. Really? Yes. Damn. Damn. <laughs> yeah, but it's a, it's a, it's been a long part of the of the podcast. I, I'm not even like, I didn't even think of removing it when I was making it. Like, no, 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 it's better if we go. Oh, stay why would you? That. Yeah. It's got to stay. It's, it's got to stay. stay. It's got to stay. <laughs> Nothing, no, never mind. I want to say something, but not for the podcast. Now, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, we, we're going to answer all of the questions, guys. Don't worry at the, at the, as the podcast comes to the close. But, um, Saburo Arasaka, we actually saw the, uh, the first proper look of Saburo Arasaka. What do you think about him speaking only Japanese in every localization? Yeah, Maybe. I, was I that would gonna feel work? very offended if it was otherwise. <laughs> Saburo is like the, the the most patriotic Japanese person ever. What would he, would he even bother to have Cyberware to speak any other language? Not to mention that he's a man that is used to the rest of the world to adapt to him. So what? Why would he learn your language? You're no one. But you does have that, to speak does that, his. Does that mean we're not going to be able to understand him? Because we can get the translator implants, right? That's yeah. the whole purpose of of uh, understanding different languages in the, in the uh, universe, right? With the Creole and, and the Japanese and whatever. So are we going to be able to translate what he says? If we like can that? translate Creole, is that we can translate Japanese as well? I'm, I'm pretty sure Japanese is going to be a pretty copy translator or a pretty common translator. Okay. 
and and I and I suspect it's one of the ones that they've uh, you know has, has especially focused on because it's something that they like. It's, it's obvious that that's a big group of their fans, right? Mm-hmm. True, true. But um, yeah, I, does that does that translator just come with the default gear, or do you actually have to get it? I think it's probably like. Um, because it will you'll be have fun. gear, and then you'll you'll buy out certain like yeah. enhancements and yeah. stuff. Uh King O, thank you so much for twenty bucks. Hat Queen Cyber Waifu B, do you think cosmetic cyber augments will be separate from utility based augments, allowing for deeper customization? Uh mm. well, obviously you're gonna be able to customize the augment you have. And I guess put different metals on it, different colors. We're still not sure how exactly that's going to look like, but what from we were able to see uh, from like different cyberware that people used, it's gonna be I guess maybe some design stuff, different I guess versions of, mm-hmm. of the same with different like because we've seen that um some like some arms have like spikes on them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, so it's definitely gonna be tied to your augmentations that you I guess wear. So I think they've said we have options for fashion wear and stuff like that yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. But well, uh, actually, uh, the bio monitor was originally originally fashion wear. Hmm. There you go. Yeah. So obviously, they... I I refuse to be caught in an unmatching outfit. My goodness, like <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is just unacceptable. <laughs> yeah, obviously, fashion is gonna be a huge thing. In in Cyberpunk, and I definitely expect people to start posting a lot of their characters uh, once the game comes out. Yeah. And I'm going to start buying buying fabric and replicating <laughs> a lot of things to wear on my daily life, <laughs> especially on the kitsch style. Mm. Yeah, I saw that. Like kitsch style has a lot of like that. Those uh, I guess inspirations from the '90s. A lot of them in the '80s. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love that because because usually when we think about the inspirations of Cyberpunk, we think of the eighties. Mm. And if we're talking about a renewal of Cyberpunk, we should move a decade on and use the nineties instead of the eighties. And that is something that I uh, that I love. Also, it has a flair of Eastern European that I also love. Mm. <laughs> Definitely. Is your, is your character gonna have socks and sandals? <laughs> I, heard that, I heard that's popular in Poland. <laughs> uh. But yeah, one thing I, I hope. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and also the faces, like a lot of faces that I noticed, like a lot of them have Slavic complexions, and a lot. I I heard some people say that as well, which was I I just actually went to look and yeah, definitely like the the shape of the the heads and everything. Like mm, yeah, you're right. V over here, full Gopnik. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Uh well besides that uh Demis anything from the from the Japanese to, from the Tokyo game sh- game show there was that a uh, new scene with uh the briefing with Dexter Deshawn and T-Bug mm. it wasn't like anything that we haven't seen we've seen that in the gig mm-hmm. but it was a little bit more of an extended mm. look so that was I guess that was kind of cool yeah the little animations that each of the characters did when they were sitting was like made it feel very realistic like jackie has this like a little ocd like leg tap that he yeah, does yeah, he just, yeah. he just like brings everything together really nicely 
there was also this thing I, between Judy and and uh, Evelyn. And it's funny because I saw a screen capture of the scene of Judy looking at the character, the plot to play character, like face of disgust. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, yeah, I like the animation. Because you could you could notice her disgust looking at me. <laughs> Looks of disgust and um and you know, little uh little O C D habits like tapping the leg and like bumping the leg. This is something that pretty much all of the males in my family do. And it drives all of the females in my family absolutely mental. Because they just like, stop, stop, you're shaking the table, stop! <laughs> by the way, by the way, we finally had a look to the cover of the inside of the game version of the Rage of Atmos Guide to the Net, mm -hmm. which is something that we could see that existed on the gameplay of long ago on the deep dive. And I remember when I, when we first saw it, there was the book, you could see the title, and on top of it, there was another book, and we couldn't see the illustration. And I said, I'm sure they're going to make a parody of the Neuromancer. They did. I want this version of the book printed. Please, all the Korean games make a copy. The, the cover, uh, Inside yeah, the yeah, Universe, yeah. Thing, the book of Rage, uh, hmm. the source book of Cyberpunk 2020, uh, mm -hmm. Rage Bartmos Guide to the Net exists and the cover is Rage Bartmos with these glasses that are the most famous cover of the new romancer. Mm -hmm. That's the case with the glasses of, of uh, net running. I need that as a poster, please. please. <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, it's funny because I, I'm seeing all the posters that they release in and it's like, oh yeah, I like it. I, I should buy one. Yeah. I should, this I also like this one. If they made this Rage Bartmos, I would buy 20. <laughs> I agree. I agree. That that's actually a good idea. Um, maybe maybe we get a new version of that book with with those, you know, with uh, maybe know. for red. They have a bunch of source books they're working on, so maybe an updated classic classic cover like that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, well, so I hope. Sorry. No, no, nothing. Continue, please. I hope that Cyberpunk Red sells a lot because the more it sells, the more books we will have. And Cyberpunk Red is the most beautiful edition of a Cyberpunk game. My punk is Cyberpunk. It's the most beautiful edition ever. The illustrations mm. are just so beautiful. You're going to love them. Mm -hmm. They are fantastic. The whole edition it has a love and a care. And also a capital to invest. Because, well, <laughs> they did what they could in, in past editions of the pen and paper game. For those of you who remember, the third edition, instead of illustration, had pictures of dolls, of brats and G.I. Joes. And it was a little... <laughs> yeah, it was funny. No? <laughs> and it's super lovely to see so many beautiful illustrations in the new Cyberpunk Red. And there are plenty everywhere. They are super cool. You're going to love it. Even even if uh, if you don't intend to play to play the part, you can skip the part of the rules hmm. and directly go directly to the lore because the the game is going to be huge. Hmm. But yeah, beautiful. The game is beautiful. And the book is a bible, I I imagine. But obviously, uh, it's gonna come out soon. Don't worry, guys. Um, Cyberpunk Red is coming relatively soon. Um, they still have issues, obviously, with 2020, as it is. That also comes with distribution, because they don't only want to go digital, they also want to support um, the bookstores, which is honestly great um, for them to also mm -hmm. think about that, because they don't have to. 
And just before we continue, thank you, Martin Orlando, for $10. Uh, thanks for the content creation over the years. Quick question, is Little Italy in the video game or just a pen and paper Night City? No, we haven't seen Little Italy on the map. It hasn't been mentioned, so I guess it's not going to be included in that sense. All right. Now, see any uh, questions? Adidas sneakers, yeah, Adidas sneakers were actually, I believe, cancelled. <laughs> yeah, they were canned. <laughs> it lasted, that lasted about, like, two days. I don't know if, if this news story was before that, but, like, ever since I found out about it, it was, like, the next day they were cancelled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I made but a are video. Are they cancelled for real? Or oh, it's a rumor? It's a rumor. I don't yeah. think there's concrete details, but... So far, I don't remember a single rumor about Cyberpunk that was true. Mm, but this, I guess, this is kind of different because it's like comes from like sneaker, sneaker, uh, sneakerhead sites and stuff like that. So, yeah. or like Adidas themselves, and they like sneakers a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be honest, I would I would have expected if they made sneakers based on the Cyberpunk universe to be closer to the ones that uh, of of uh, Back to the Future. Hmm. Mm hmm. Something more on more on this style. Yeah, I mean, when I saw the shoes, it was m more like uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven as just a, you know as a as a product for the game in a sense more than being a product from the game. Like yeah. like you said. So. Like why did they just do like a Converse collaboration? Because like the main characters wear shoes that look like Converses. <laughs> that would sell, man. <laughs> <laughs> Those with LEDs. <laughs> Make them the well, little light-up ones that when you step, you they like light up like the little kids have. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where I don't necessarily think that they would sell as well as some people think they would mm. in the in the sense of like being able to sell that to the companies. Not that they wouldn't be popular. Um, I phrased that weird. But that it's like, it's like trying to get the, you know, whatever company or, or shoe company or whatever to actually like invest in that concept. Mm -hmm. It's, it's mm -hmm. so hard to, to do that. It's so hard to pitch companies to be like, Hey, you should market to here. And they're like, uh, why? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a popular thing that's going on right now. It's like, why, why would we want to? It's like, uh, and probably one of the better examples of this is, um, um, mcdonald's with the szechuan sauce it's like the what every time they bring the szechuan sauce for the chicken, chicken bits, szechuan yeah it's, it's a sauce it's like a, a sweet and sour spicy sauce but for whatever reason <laughs> i think it's they just refuse to bring it back so okay okay so apparently everybody here is, is doesn't know so back in like when the first mulan movie came out years and years ago um, McDonald's had a, a Szechuan sauce to go with their chicken nuggets. And it was kind of sort of popular. And then Rick and Morty like talked about it in an episode once and it blew everybody's mind. And then everybody started like screaming for it. And, and, and Szechuan sauce packets from like, you know, that are like 15, 20 years old were selling on eBay for like 10 grand. And people what? were going nuts for it. What? And so McDonald's is like, okay, well, let's let's do this. We'll bring back our Szechuan sauce. They brought it back in like hyper limited quantities. And people went nuts. There were riots. That, and people were paying again <laughs> hundreds of dollars per packet sauce for people who could smuggle them out. 
what? And then th- this just kept on going. And it's like, it's like, why doesn't, why don't they just release it, you know, for like a solid, like three months to say, Hey, we're bringing it back. We're, we're replacing other, you know, honey mustard or something like that. And, and we're bringing it back. Why can't they do that? It's the same reason why companies won't, won't look at this stuff is because they don't think that there's a, a, you know, they, they don't see or feel that there's going to be like a particular win for it. So they just completely ignore it for mm. some odd reason. And, and that's why it's hard to get companies to be like, Hey, we should do this thing, you know, and drinks and like drinks and chips are about the only ones, the only like industries that tend to like do this more so than the others. Like you'll see, yeah, you'll, you'll see like, you know, every movie that comes out, Doritos or Lay's or whoever will do like a big, like deal and partnership with them, but nothing else, nothing else. It's like, you can't get, you'll have like, you know, you'll never have clothing or like other like household goods that just really match. Like they could have like a futuristic sci-fi show based in like, you know, this home in, in on Mars or something like that. And you wouldn't be able to sell any of the, the, like you make a mixer for like, you know, food, just a, just a regular, like, you know, countertop mixer and to have it like stylized in a particular way. Eh, still not gonna, still not gonna happen. Still not gonna happen. Wow. There is a point where licensing is a business, but it's mm-hmm. also advertising. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, maybe, maybe all the companies that now don't want to invest on Cyberpunk when the future will want. But at the point, if you, most of the products we've seen so far are for people who are already into gaming and know what Cyberpunk is. The mm. fact that they are expanding the brand beyond things that are not gaming is very interesting because this mm. is what makes a game rea- uh, really a blockbuster when people that are not really into the gaming scene consumes those, those games and consumes products related to those games, mm-hmm. which I think is going to happen. Yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We also forgot I mean, about, it, it'll yeah. start to pick up more. Yeah. It'll, it really will, but... They should have gone with, like, smart sneakers or something, like, in-universe a little bit. Have you guys heard of that? There's, like, little like LCD... There's, like, little mm. screens on the side of sneakers these days that you can, like, yeah. sync with your with your media and your devices and stuff like that, and they have different... That would be more in line with something cyberpunky. I, I remember... Very, very niche and out there, but... I remember when a dude... Uh, I remember this story. I can't remember what it was from. It was from a paper, but it, it happened. It's, like, this guy had just committed a robbery and robbed like some like convenience store or something like that. And and he's running around the neighborhood trying to like ditch the cops and it's in the middle of the night and there's no lights on, but the cops keep on finding them and they keep on like finding them and finding them. And he, he, he does like crazy things. He starts doing like parkour stuff, like jumping over how like jumping up onto fences and onto the top of a house over to the other side, down the thing, slide down a ravine during that. And sure enough, they spot him again and they keep, just keep coming after him and then he's like what is going on how do they how can they know where i am all the time and they finally arrest him and he's like man you guys you guys are really good i i don't know how you caught me and they're like well your sneakers have those little red dot lights that light up every time you step (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah we're gonna be seeing that a lot in the future and not just on children, trust me, it's gonna be a wild trend. Uh, I just wanna get uh, this, where is it? Oh, yeah. Neon Cyber Samurai, thank you so much for 20 bucks. 
In the Cyberpunk 2077 lore book, some of the gang sizes are really small and some are in the thousands. Do you think that will be reflected in the game? Yes. Can um, I get this, que this question? Absolutely. So, in the, in the book and in when they explain the gangs of the universe, there are sometimes confusion, confusion about what is a faction and what is a gang. For instance, the Aldecaldos, they are not a gang. They are a faction. The Aldecaldo families, uh, the Aldecaldo tribe is a faction, but they are not uh, a gang, and they are composed of hundreds of, of thousands of nomads, and they are divided in very in, in different in different families. They are all Aldecaldos, but uh, they are not together, so you are not going to see all of them. And then, for instance, there's another another tribe of the nomads, another nation of the nomads that is called the Ruffin, and then they have the largest gang they have is the Wraiths, and this is a gang. So there's this confusion about what is a gang and what is a faction. And then the other thing is that uh, if you see if you see the explanation of the gangs that they did in the in the Night City wire, there are gangs that are in small spaces of Night City and there are others that are omnipresent and ex and extended mm -hmm. through whole districts like the Valentinos. And the Valentinos are the and the Tiger Claws are the two main gangs in in size. Also because they are expanded on different districts of Night City, like differently to the Sixth Street that uh, you can expect them to be a small gang because they don't operate the way that, for instance, the Tiger Claws operate are like the, uh, the, uh, street level crime branch of Arasaka. Yeah. They, they operate like some sort of mafia. So they are, mm. they are much more standard and also. The community, the relationships between the community and the gangs also makes them be bigger because you count the people that is in the gang and they can constantly expand the gang because they have a lot of people around they trust, which is different to other gangs in which, like the race, for instance, you have to be kind of psychopathetic to join the race. <laughs> <laughs> and before, before welcoming you to the gang, they most probably would also first um, dismember you. And feed you to the dogs, as well as the maelstrom. It's also dif difficult for the maelstrom to ex expand because uh, they are not rooted inside the communities, like uh, in the sense that the Tiger Claws and the Valentinos are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <clears throat> and this is why I think we're going to see an expansion that's really going to focus on more of the gangs. It just, it really just fits uh, for, I think, what they want to <laughs> do with that. And I suspect that the multiplayer might have something to do with the gangs too. Could be, could be, but also just to, mm. to go back to this, for example, like mocks generally are of uh, 150 members or something like that. They're kind of small, but when Elizabeth Lizzie Borden was actually killed by the Tiger Claws, they were embedded so well in the community that you had riots against Tiger Claws and they were in a deep trouble. So let's say, yeah, maybe Maelstrom has a thousand members, maybe Mox has 150, but that does not mean that these are um weaker in a sense there may be better trained better equipment as bad queen said tiger claws obviously get the funding get the equipment from arasaka so getting to them is not going to be as easy as getting to maelstrom for example so yeah uh what else please answer my question where was it oh there's a lot of question thank you everyone for writing all of this <laughs> for participating uh, each week it truly means a lot. Uh, why would they show old gameplay? It looks bad, though. 
progress. And also when a project is in production stage, if it's still being worked on, you can see, as I said, progress. And second of all, not all textures and not everything is applied yet. Um, so that's why you can probably have some work which is in early access, which does not represent the final look of the game. I think, yeah, it's honest that they show it. Well, it also, if they if they didn't show anything, there was going to be a riot. Yeah. Because the original teaser said that the game was going to be released in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? The glitch inside the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The game was going to be released in 2015. They were about, quote unquote, about to finish The Witcher 3. Yeah, just a bit off there, huh? Yeah, yeah a little bit. Yeah. Only five years. <laughs> Only. <laughs> well, here we are. <laughs> yeah, I still remember my first video. It's like, yeah, we're going to be playing this in 2017, maybe 18. Sure, we are. <laughs> Well, for those of you in the audience that don't know the story, um, they they started to become more and more ambitious with The Witcher because see, with The Witcher three, seeing the success of the two, they wanted to do better and better, and they went so crazy that in the end, they have to they have to move all the developers from Cyberpunk to The Witcher. So they stopped completely stopped working on Cyberpunk. They only assigned a small number of people, and they they moved everybody to The Witcher to finish The Witcher three. That that was the late and was. Um, uh, finished was delivered in in 2015. So it wasn't until The Witcher 3 was shipped that they couldn't really focus on Cyberpunk 2077 because they had the idea of having two different teams of, of developers working, but it didn't work. It didn't work because apparently certain game director is a little crazy and likes crazy ideas. And I guess that this is crazy and uh, ambitious because... Uh, Someone, someone on top of him is also even crazier and likes crazy ideas. So people <laughs> tend to get carried away. And if uh, they can afford, economically speaking, because The Witcher 2 also, also was way more successful than expected. So economically, they, they, it helped them to, to become more ambitious with The Witcher 3 and also meant moving all the developers to, to The Witcher 3. That's why it wasn't delayed so, ma delayed so many years. It's, it's that the production stopped. Yeah. And actually, the funny part is that they had another people working on, on, on Cyberpunk, a small number of people. And when The Witcher 3 was finished, they went back to Cyberpunk and they said, well, I really don't like this. Let's start. Let's start. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there were, there were plenty of assets that, that they could, you know, reuse mm. for Cyberpunk 20, for this version of Cyberpunk 2077. But there were uh, plenty of other things that they started from scratch. Yeah. Because they wanted to do them better. Yeah. Yeah. And we see, obviously, the progress right now. Uh, I just want to answer two quick questions. Uh, one is from Martin. Do you think gangs will take over larger and larger parts of the city if you help them uh, fight their enemies? Will you be able to shape the future of Night City? Well, I'm not sure about them expanding and how whether that is going to be handled through a story. Uh, and will you be able to shape the future of Night City? Well, uh, this is more about story saving yourself. So, if even if you are gonna be able to do that, it's I don't think it's going to be anything grand in a sense like it was in The Witcher because here you're just another, I guess, merc, another chumba in the city. So yeah. And second, well, you obviously, yeah. you obviously, before you move off from, from the subject, obviously mm. you're going to help Johnny Silverhand blow the Arasaga Tower <laughs> because if this doesn't happen in the game, I'm going to be very disappointed. 
So at some point, at some point, something needs to happen that destroys the Arasaka Tower in the corporate center. Not to mention, I don't know if I mentioned that before, but the last time that Johnny Silverhand destroyed the tower, he forgot a mini nuke buried deep inside the foundations. And then when, when Arasaka returned to Night City, I would have said, hey, I want to build a tower, but where my foundations were? Like, huh, what happened to this bomb? It's still there, right? You know it. You really hate that tower, don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 it's, you never know. Keanu said, uh, Keanu, Johnny said, let's burn the city. I mean, why not? Why not? Well, I, I have the theory. I have the theory that uh, Keanu Reeves, uh, Johnny Silverhand was <laughs> copied. Yeah. <laughs> was copied before he left 30, 2013 to, 20, uh, to 2023. So uh, probably he will have to discover what happened. And if, this is a theory of mine. Obviously, I can't be wrong. But if he discovers what happened, also because, because when they did the attack to the Arasaka Towers in 2023, Militech told them that there wasn't any real danger for the population. Well, well, the bomb was supposed to explode. There wasn't, uh, it wasn't to cause damages on the rest of the city. Only the tower would, the towers would be destroyed, mm. which in the end, that wasn't true. But, but he, he was killed before the, the mini nuke exploded. So he needs, what if he learns that he helped killing half million people? Oh my god. Because yeah, in the Arasaka riot there were killed eighteen people and, and uh he doesn't face that, but if he discovers it later, he may, you know, feel bad for that. But in the in the uh, attack to the Arasaka Towers, in the end half million people died for that. So how is he going to react if my theory is true and uh, we don't leave it as a flashback that he already knows, but that's something that he has to learn. How is he going to react? To participate in the in the killing of a half million people. Oh boy, he's that's gonna be interesting to see. Definitely, this. I mean, he's got. I don't know. He's probably gonna say, "Well, that happened a while ago. It's 2077. I'm an angry. I don't care." <laughs> oh boy. Uh, okay, next question. Uh, I could go on for this for this. <laughs> Yes, yes, and obviously, like for everyone asking, um, there even there were even some questions like, what's what's his role gonna be? Like, obviously, as we learned before, Keanu said that he has the second uh, most amount of lines in the game after the main mm -hmm. character. So expect him a lot. Uh, just uh, we, uh, from Dracula, we need more classes in the game before any other expansion. Don't worry about that because they moved they moved the the highlight from classes and more onto life paths. So. They kind of matter more in that sense, while you will have a uh, a skill tree which you can, you know, pick and choose which one do you want. So it's more dynamic class system rather than, mm -hmm. you know, being just a solo or just a netrunner or whatever. So you're going to be able to... The talk. thing is that... Sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I, I... You, you, you all make 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 long pauses between things and then I think you're done. <laughs> and then I cut in and I'm interrupting you. I'm really sorry. Really no worries. <laughs> <laughs> I think that did something very smart in here, because the game is focused on on the character player being a mercenary, and not all the character classes are mercenaries. Mm. I mean, the medias, for instance, or the rocker boys, they are not. They may join some parties like Johnny Silverhand, but in in essence, they are not. They are not uh, mercenaries. 
So turning them into life paths, that's very interesting. Because, well, um, if you're a nomad, you can be a mercenary, but not a corporal. So yeah. creating a life path of a media, of a rock boy, that would be very interesting. Or even of a cop, because as a cop, you're a mercenary of the state, but not, <laughs> not a freelance. The state of, of the state of, of the corporation, but you're not a freelance mercenary. So they, they choose the character classes that fit into this mercenary concept. And then the rest can be can be life paths instead of character classes. I I also think that this is actually a really good move for them to do, because what we're going to be looking at um, is this is a new game, right? You're introducing a whole new world. You're introducing new, uh, almost a new genre. I mean, cyberpunk's sort of common, but not too much. But you're also introducing a new world and new lore and new stories and new characters. And I think that it would be easier to connect people into seeing the life of a corpo or a street kid rather than saying, hey, here's a here's a here's a couple of classes. Right. Mm. Because the classes that doesn't carry something that I mean, that, that only carries something that some people connect with, like right away. Mm-hmm. But seen as they're not regular classes, like, you know, a solo, a media, uh, these are words that are pretty foreign to even gamers when you can contrast it with, like, you know, a knight or a wizard, right? When you say knight, wizard, most everybody, including mostly non-gamers, get that. When you say solo or fixer, People have no idea what you're talking about. They, they're thinking, are you talking about like a new street drug? Like what? Like I don't know what this is. And identity and connection are go a really, really long way. There's been a lot of games that have flubbed because they didn't connect the the uh, gamer and the users and the, the players with the identity of of the of the world that they were going for. And this is why classes typically um, they're kind of like hit or miss because if you don't name them correctly um you know you end up you end up really like dropping the ball it's like it's like every once in a while you see a japanese game come out where they flub the 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 names or somebody's decided to rename stuff they they named the rogue the warrior and they named the the warrior the guardian it's like uh that's not going to go over very well for the rest of you know everybody else on the planet who's trying to play your game a small subsection is going to get that change. Most people are going to like, you know, that's going to cause some consternation because of just how that that stuff typically works. And so I think it was brilliant of them to put the put the story first in the gameplay second, but something that that you will discover in the gameplay. And then by the time that they bring out the multiplayer, everybody who's played the single player is going to is going to get and know where they're going with this. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i mean those classes that you talk about like cop and all of that those those would work great if maybe in the future there are rp servers for cyberpunk where they simulate um the real i mean real life where they simulate night city in that sense and you know you have cops robbers obviously lawyers media whatever and everyone has their lore uh role uh i doubt in multiplayer it's gonna be like that and i'm kind of i don't know 
I mean, I, when I always when I think about the multiplayer for this game, I always think about that role playing segment because that's just how it kind of started in in in, in the tabletop. So for yeah. me personally, it would be natural. The uh, game's super popular with GTA too. Like, um, yeah, it was the last year, year before. I don't know how popular it is these days, but mm, very it was popular. Super, it was like the most watched thing on Twitch for like the longest time. Yeah, yeah, and they, I mean, obviously, they can. We don't know like how what the multiplayer is going to be, but if they do, you know, go with that, you know, free roam slash go on a missions kind of a thing, I think also that would work because yeah, you just get different people to go on a mission, and then you know everyone is going to be using their talents to help the mission in a way. For me, that would that would make sense, but mm-hmm. that's more realistic in a sense. Obviously, that can turn into chaos. <laughs> As we know from online, from GT Online, get shot down by a flying rocket man. <laughs> yeah, a lot of abuse. You can abuse. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. That's that's still far away. And I, I tell people, like, yeah, they have their release date. That can be moved for two years. Don't worry. <laughs> like, it happens. It yeah. can happen. Um, uh, beyond the... Uh, Bane Pepe, beyond the black wall must be some insane AI programs to combat. Ah, you, ooh, ooh. <laughs> you have a lot of engrams to worry about in AI. But I do wonder, like, what do you think? Like, when are they going to show, like, a bit of the net? Because, I don't know, I feel like that's one thing we lack to just show show us with NCV. I, I think I that they didn't. Yeah, I I, th- mm. I don't think that we're going to see the net, and I don't think we're going to see anything past the um, the midpoint of the story. You know, this because you you're I feel that I see that where they have not really put out that much in in the realm of the story, mm. right? They've yeah, been yeah. keeping it fairly like um, close to the chest, and I believe there's going to be a big moment where it's either like maybe it's the betrayal, maybe it's the um, you know the stuff going sideways. Uh, maybe there's a big choice, but they don't show you literally anything after that um, that spot. True. And that's a good thing because if you if you show off that stuff, if you try and like you know air it out too quickly, I mean you're just gonna you're gonna end up like going oh man mm. now we're not gonna be able to see that anymore or or, or sorry they under the, the players understand what's going on and you're spoiling the story. It's like a it's like those movie um, trailers where they put in all of the best jokes and and then also the ending and the punchline for the <laughs> ending. It's like, all right, well, now I have absolutely no need to go see this movie because you already spoiled everything. <laughs> and I think this is I think this is something that they're really avoiding. I think that there's a big change or something like that that happens at some point or some place that they go. Maybe it's a shift. Maybe it's the net. Maybe it's the Maybe it's going back to the 1920s in, in the mm. form of a brain dance. Something somewhere is going to happen, and we're not going to see very, we're not going to see all of that. It's there's going to be something that's going to be hidden there. Yeah. So yeah, I was I was referring mostly to generally the technical side, like the the mm-hmm. the, the, the brain dance, you know, maybe that. But obviously, if they want to keep the secret, eh, I I actually I actually don't mind that for it to be a surprise. Once, once we enter the net, I think if it, there's anything that they leave for a surprise, it would be that. And then, hmm, yeah, especially in their marketing. 
hope we can romance the black wall. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Hey black wall, you you look really kind of tall and dark and imposing. We should we should hang out. Uh get, yeah. Get, get dinner maybe. <laughs> Uh, we uh, there was also a question I forgot. God damn it! What? Uh, uh, let me just. God, do you just sometimes just scroll through these comments and then it just goes to like the the last comment? It skips like a whole yeah, portion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh it's YouTube's amazing, <laughs> brilliant way of doing chat comments and maintaining you know the connection between us and and the people listening. You know they they are so good at what they do you know they're so awesome and super skilled yep ah man so i don't know like so far i'm just waiting for the game to finally come out right yeah i you know i'm reading one comment that i like in order for an ai to be free as a network agent states they would need to be something like humans for example well uh AIs are sentient like humans, with the exception of uh, the uh, the ones that were used to control the traffic and things like that, the most simple. But the the ones more complex, not only were sentient like humans, the ones that are upper to the to the, the type of of uh, AI that was called the SAD, which was an artificial intelligence that was programmed to imitate human thinking patterns. But there are intelligence artificial intelligences that go beyond that. So they are more sentient than humans. And uh and uh these are the ones that uh had to met what's hard to bargain with to build the black wall. Because uh the black wall wasn't built because Netwatch wanted. The black wall was built because the artificial intelligences wanted it. If it wasn't so, Netwatch would have been able to stop the spread of the of the rabbit spiders. And I mean, for the most part, you want to keep your um, traffic control and whatnot not necessarily emotional because you know, or daydreaming because you know, you, oh, I was daydreaming. I turned all the lights of the city green at the same time. It's funny because when you think about Santi and you are applying. A human standard. Well, it doesn't have to be like that. No, I'm I'm applying my um my my already cybernetic uh you know level to it. Because one thing one thing is the way of thinking of the the sats that are very similar to the engrams. Actually, they are more or less the same. But then you have all the artificial intelligences, and I wonder how do they think. They think differently. They think completely differently to humans. That's that's going to be that's going to be a very interesting thing to 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 see on the net, because actually it seems that uh, according to the world of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, the book, these are the people, the, the the beings that are in control of the net of the old net. And also, I'm very curious if they are going to explain in the game with regards of the artificial intelligences is how. The laws changed from the 20s in which there was this movement that tried to fight for the rights of the artificial intelligences because they didn't have any rights. And we came to a point 
where you have the Telemann Taxis, which is a company that is owned by an artificial intelligence. How did we go to a place from a place where they didn't have rights to a place where they can own a company? That's a very interesting interesting shit, and I and I'm looking forward to see if we can learn about it. Hmm. Through that, through that, through that, and also everyone, you have to keep in mind, obviously, that artificial intelligence can think in a more calculative way. It's like when humans think, they think more emotionally. Well, most of us obviously make decisions based on emotional triggers, but AI, they are much different. Uh, uh, the question that I actually missed was, can you be romance random people? Well, I don't think everyone, but I'm sure that somewhere in a club or somewhere in a cafe in the game, you will be able to talk with some NPCs. Um, I know Witcher had that. Yeah, but yeah. be careful, because maybe they send you an invoice later. <laughs> and obviously, hmm? there's a lot of like hookers and joy boys and whatever in the world. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, uh, sex work is always related to poverty. And that city is a city that well, more people live below the poverty line in the whole United States. So mm. you can expect an insane amount of sex work there. Yeah, Jig Jig Street. <laughs> yeah that was funny to see like the entire street just whenever you look just rooms and stuff i'm like my god how can we stream this <laughs> you can't yeah uh ai has the drive to survive and multiply they probably never know uh I don't know. I I love I love that um here like AI are obviously gonna be more how would I say uh they're gonna have mind of their own. I I I can't I didn't phrase that right, but they're gonna be free in a sense. And uh, that's one aspect I loved in Altered Carbon is just the AIs and how they interact with each other and how they think and that was fun. That was fun to see definitely. Um let's see what next well, obviously, besides uh, the regular things we've seen at the Tokyo Game Show, we also had some merchandise, uh, including that box. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that, but uh, a, 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 a bunch of those things are going to be tied to the Japan um, market, with some additions, obviously, going to the States and Europe. But mm-hmm. a lot of merchandising. Did we talk about those new screenshots? There was like a trauma team one that was like compared to 2018. Uh, no, no, I think I guess it's like a really small thing, but yeah, trauma team is like up received like a updated look on par with I guess the rest of the game. Obviously, um, it looks quite much more cinematic. I, I don't know which one I like better. This is one of the screenshots that. I was like struggling with if I like 2018's better or 2020's better mm. because for the most part I think most people like 2020's including myself but this one is like I kind of struggled with it because this one looks more gamey and cinematic and plasticky whereas 2018's looked more real and I'll link it in the uh, I'll the... I'll pull it up just give me a okay. second uh, I don't have the 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 the, the... do you have one? it on Twitter maybe the um the difference um, I, between 2018 and 2020. I think Night City Life, Andre from Night City Life posted it. Uh, let me see. Yeah, just a sec, folks. 
Yeah, I got it right here. Oh. Um, yeah, just shoot it to Discord and I'll bring it up. Okay. Oh, there yeah. we go. Nice, nice, nice. Let me just pull it up real quick. Yeah, and this was like the only one that I really struggled with in terms of which one I like better. Hmm. Is it now? <laughs> I love OBS. I love it so much. OBS, <laughs> the best program around. I love it. So great. <clears throat> I've got to. I've got to reset it up on my computer. I am not looking forward to that. Actually. Yeah. Uh... As you guys can tell, we're not streamers. Well, we are, but we're not. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> like Joe Rogan. I need, I need my own guy that he has. All right, just pull it up, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> and here is the screenshot. Five minutes later. Sorry about that. So it should appear very soon. There is a a thirty second delay or something like that. But yes, um, you. What what did you make say that because of the red lines below? Um, it's just got to me. It seems like it's got like a more cinematic. I don't know if there's a filter on this or not. Obviously, this is a, the bottom one is a screenshot, whereas mm -hmm. the top is more a screen grab. Mm -hmm. So this the bottom one could be like tailored. The smoke is a nice addition. It makes it seem I don't know more insidious in a kind of a way. But the, the top one just seems more realistic to me. I don't know. The bottom looks a tad plasticky. This is like I said. This was the only one that I struggled with on which one I like better. Obviously, this the bottom one is clear, what whatnot. But um, yeah, I don't know how you guys feel about that one. I'm I'm probably in the in the minority with that one. Hmm, I'm looking at it right now. I'm just I'm I'm speaking more on a like realism standpoint. Hmm. Does this one have RTX down here? It could. Maybe those reflections bit. make it like that. Because I'm looking at their helmets or something. But one thing, how did they set up the caution sign so fast? I'm interested I in that. Like, yeah. So like they extended the the hallway. I don't know. I, I personally, I don't. I don't see it being plasticky. Hmm. Well, the good thing about the the caution sign is that you know where where you don't have to go. The place <laughs> that you have to avoid to be dangerous. <laughs> yeah, you get, get tasered if you walk past that, right? They have tasered. No, down. just shot. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, not gonna, yeah. they're not going to mess with a taser. They're just going to be like, all right. Perez yeah, actually that's... mentioned that. He, he went, uh, where do you walk? Where that police officer is? You cross the line, you get shot immediately. Mm, got you. So fun, fun, fun to interact with the NCPD. Mm. <laughs> I do like the updated design of the, uh, the dude in the back. He's got the red gloves. Mm. Versus just the flat, completely gray um, suits that they had in 2018. Yeah. Actually, for a second, I thought that was the team. Maybe with that from the Trauma Team comic. Because honestly, it would be cool to have Nadia also in the game. Because... You know what? You never know. Yeah. You never know. You never know. <laughs> yeah. There's also Sandra Torset's story, guys. Everyone forgot about that. Like, everyone keeps thinking about the Black Wall and, like, What's with Sandra Dorset? What's with uh, the the Night Corp? For me, Night Corp is more dangerous than Arasaka. Trust me, that's how I viewed it. <laughs> yeah. Um. What else? What else? Um. 
Well, yeah, the difference is that is that nobody knows what Night Corp actually does. Mm-hmm. Apart f- from, you know, building civic infrastructures, there are a lot of rumors about them, but no proof. And you have to be very powerful to be able to hide the shady things you do. Mm. Hmm. And it's like, you, you don't see really Arasaka and Militech jumping on them. So it's like, whew, you don't want to mess with them. I don't know. Yeah. I, I honestly expect some people that we either already saw in the, the gameplay or maybe that we're going to see in the prequel, or not prequel, the, 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 the intro for the game. Some of them are going to be working for Nightcore. Trust me. It's <laughs> hidden agents. Because that's how I would present it, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I'm curious paranoia. Uh, Nightcore. Is the is the corporation that was funded after the death of Richard Knight was funded by his uh, widow right. Miriam yeah. Knight? I wonder, do they have more influence in the world versus Arasaka, or I guess we don't really know that at this point. In the in the world as a whole, or is in, in, in no, or in, in Night City? city. Just in Night yeah, City. I think this is one of the the big story things that we're going to find because mm. I think I think that I mean. She, Maybe they're yeah, pulling she, the strings at the end of the day, right? They're, they're the well, she. That and I think she's out for revenge too. Like, I mean, I would be, yeah. Mm. So I suspect that she's not going to be very, a very happy camper. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, yeah. This whole this whole story arc with Richard Knight from like before, from even like when he got killed and all that. Honestly, I'm like, yeah, this this is not done. I don't know. He's such a vital part, and they mention him a lot, like obviously through the lore standpoint to introduce the story. But um, I wonder, I wonder what's gonna happen. Yeah, we we don't have like we had no idea what the overarching story is going to be, like what the twists and turns are gonna be. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we just know the intro technically. Mm-hmm. Uh... William Arca, any of you guys do have a low video night call? Yes, I do. Mm. I do have a little video on Night Call and Night and, and Richard Knight. Yes, definitely check it out. He is a very vital part. I mean, the man founded the city. <laughs> I mean, any question that starts with "Do you have a little video on?" Yes, I do. <laughs> I do. Go, go, go! Look to to my playlist that it's about to reach hundred videos. It didn't reach hundred hundred videos because I I. Uh, I deleted the old versions of some to upload the new ones, but yes. Mm. And then if it's not there, then I have the other playlist with uh, discussion of law. Then it's in the other playlist. Why did you delete the old ones though? You could have just linked to the new ones. Or just because for... it's confusing for people. Yeah, I suppose. I I could link, but then I then people don't follow the links. That's true. That's yeah. very true. Yeah, yeah. And so mean... I wanted to make it more comfortable for visitors. Mm. Got you. It's a bit difficult to do lore without proper gameplay, though. I mean, obviously, Mad Queen, you do. I mean, <laughs> God damn it, you do animations and stuff, which makes it really cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, obviously, a lot of lore videos are gonna be redone once the game is out. And um, ch- check out, check out Mad Queen and her lore. Definitely, if you want detailed and um, truths, obviously, because uh, even Artosorian tweeted. I'm definitely proud of that. That uh, she knows her yeah, stuff. It's it's a pick. It's a pick of of uh, my life as a nerd. Mike Pondsmith <laughs> in person asked that I proofread his lore in Cyberpunk Red, 
to look for potential inconsistencies. So that wasn't a joke. That was real. I wasn't no, sure. It's real. It's real. I did. Yes, I, 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 I work for Tosuria. Nice, nice. I mean, not, not, uh, not, uh, not all the time. I collaborate every now and then mm. with them, but uh, it's been going on for some time now. Really, very nice. How did we not know that? Or maybe I just. I didn't. said I said I, so. I, I, back in the you day. didn't know that. The rest of us did. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> we had neon under NDA. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> Obviously, broke it just now. So. <laughs> well, I said I said that back in the day, but it's not something that I repeat every week. Because, True. Well, I mean, mm. because it's it's uh, the things that I that I do with them or for them are not related to promotion. Yeah. So it's not like I have to send every video. Well, sorry, it's paying me to say, to say this. No, yeah. I do different things. Like this one, that is not related to promotion. Hmm. That's super cool. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Definitely well-earned. So go check out lore videos. Uh, what else? I think we pretty much covered you everything. You thought it was a joke, Neon? <laughs> I, well, no, I just no. realized that. Well, I thought oh. it was like... <laughs> <laughs> Well, I didn't know if it was like a joke or like it was serious or what, like what the scoop was. I didn't think I didn't think about it too, too uh, drastically. <laughs> Your lack of faith is disturbing. I'm sorry. I mean, you're the lore expert for sure. So like, it was like a fifty-fifty toss-up, you know. <laughs> Because they have like all the Night City headlines and all the jokes and whatever. It's hard to distinguish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what you get when you do cyberpunk. You, you don't even know what is truth and what is not anymore. It's like you question everything, every tweet. It's like, what is this? <laughs> it's like when I just hope they continue with the Night City headlines mm. because they were fantastic. They were so funny. This and Mike Pondsmith facts. <laughs> Both hashtags were fantastic. Mm. Yeah, definitely, definitely Mike Pondsmith ones. Oh my god, they were so funny. They were so funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, huge, huge uh, thanks also to Artelsorian. They have been a very uh, valuable and a good friend of the stream and of the podcast. Obviously, we had that um, giveaway with them a while back. Um, so that's that was amazing to, to have. So huge thanks to them and also huge thanks to Monster Fight Club. For sponsoring that um, giveaway back in the day. All right. Uh, did we cover everything? I think so. Well, I think I think we we will we shall we shall try to convince uh, Dolsorian Games to do a new giveaway when mm. Cyberpunk Red is out because uh, the part uh, the the giveaway of uh, Monster Fight Club was amazing, but mm. uh, people were especially interested in the part of a copy signed by Mike Pondsmith. So <laughs> who wouldn't? <laughs> Me, I think I what. What do you think, people on the chat? Do you believe that we should insist to Tulsorian to see if we can have four more copies of uh, Cyberpunk Red signed by Mike Cosmic to give away? <laughs> yeah, we go will... tweet at them, go harass them so that that happens. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> we will try. We will try. <laughs> Yes, yes. I'm not, I'm, all, I'm not saying that it's gonna, that it's gonna happen. I'm saying that we should try that this is a thing. But trying mm. doesn't mean, doesn't mean that it's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Um, but a Judge Dread DLC would be great. <laughs> we already have Judge Dread. Have you seen the mega buildings? They're peach trees. Well, the mega buildings and plenty more things. Like, like the drugs. 
mm. how the drugs are used in the game. Also, just dread that they are different to what the way they were used in 2020. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, I would I would just want the same team from the previous dread film. Everyone, including the gaffers, everyone to be the same. Give them 200 million or 300 million and let them do their work because that previous film was amazing. Amazing. They they were they going to make a series. They are? Oh, they were going to, yes. I think it got canned. Mega City 1? Yes. Yeah, it got scrapped. Uh, yeah, really? Oh, I saw, I saw, yeah. I saw, um... It was supposed to come out in 2019. Yeah, but there was pandemic <laughs> going in the middle. It was, it was postponed. It was postponed. And, well, at, at least that, that's what the Carl Owens explained on Instagram. That it was postponed. Damn. Because he was the first that was fighting for this to be a thing. Hmm. And I hope that Cyberpunk 2077 becomes famous enough for them to think about <laughs> doing the series or the film or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because I believe that at this moment, series give more money than films yeah. worldwide, thanks to streaming services. So probably a series, also it will be longer. Film is like two hours and a half, if you're lucky. Mm. And a series can go on and on forever. Just give me more color. People love to binge. All his cyberpunk cyberpunk series got cancelled. They they are almost human, but also cancelled. Almost human was called. I think so. Uh, Dark Crystal got cancelled. Dark Crystal got cancelled. Yep. Uh, yeah, net Netflix somehow they lost like uh, a couple billion dollars worth of uh, themselves lately. Well. It's just it, honestly, it's just a calm before the storm before everyone starts doing cyberpunk genre shows. To be honest, it's 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 inevitable because same when when the initial Ghost in the Shell came out, the anime film. There was that time there was a huge technical technological revolution. In that sense, that's when you had cyberpunk, you know, be at its peak. Uh, that's when you had fear of what the future is going to bring. Are people gonna? walk around with metal in their heads that's the whole reason why cyberpunk got made and what happens with our our human race and this whole like from 2000s until 2015 in my opinion people got used to tech and now since we have like elon doing his thing people are getting that same feeling again so i'm i'm pretty sure we're gonna get more and as, as, well, there as, is also yeah. there's also another thing about cyberpunk, which is not only about technology, mm-hmm. and it's about in, in the cyberpunk universe. One of the things that uh, it, well, in in all the cyberpunk universes of cyberpunk in the West, especially, one of the things that is more that all authors insist more and more about is the feeling that you are not in control of anything because you have governments that are corrupt and may, make laws against you. You have mega corporations that control. You and uh, now with things like this pandemic that, that went on, uh, people started to realize that we are not in control of plenty of things. Mm-hmm. And this fear, this same fear of uh, of uh, there is forces that are stronger than us, not in this religious way, because also a medical crisis also involves a lot of interests between medical corporations that try to get the vaccine first and then they try to they try to step on on other companies they try to destroy whatever they are they are doing so they can have it first 
it's not only about the illness in, in per se, which is not uh, you know which can have uh, religious meaning meanings for someone like, or, or nature. Nature is stronger than people, but it's also all these competing medical corps that are some somehow are making it worse and not better. And this feeling of of uh, we live in a world where we are not in control of almost anything because the people with money are the ones who are in control is so cyberpunk. Yeah. And this what happened in the last in the last half a year reminded us that that we are in the cyberpunk universe. So I believe that what this is one of the reasons why cyberpunk now is the moment for cyberpunk. Yeah. In general, as a general, not only the gay. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I'm interested to see what the future holds because when you just look at from 2000s to 2020, how much tech has changed, how the way we live has changed. So imagine the next 20 years. And especially with technology moving this fast, obviously, you we will move from technology being a necessity to technology and corporations giving out stuff, which is, you know, like augmentations and all of that because you need it. That's that's going to be the thing. Cyberpunk is a warning? Absolutely. Absolutely it is. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, they were right. <laughs> they were right all this time, which is uh, kind of cra- crazy and scary, but wow. <clears throat> I was who, knew that, mm-hmm? who knew that the countdown to the dark future that Artel Sorian was doing was actually real? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that ended before 2020. <gasps> <laughs> that was good. No, we're catching up. We're catching up. <laughs> but yeah. we are slowly though. Yeah, but it's just you know follows. I don't know. It's like some people just follow the blueprint of like what what the authors wrote all this time ago. And it's like yeah, yeah, we're gonna do exactly that. <laughs> I was hoping more for a sci-fi future, you know, where we heal everything. But no, that's not gonna be the case. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a comment that says I, I like the comment don't believe this shit world is a lot different than one man prediction it's not one man prediction cyberpunk yeah. is a genre made of people that were uh, philosophing and making questions about how the world would evolve from the moment they were in so all the speculative fiction all science fiction talks more about the present than about the future and uh, all the cyberpunk movement, especially especially what is uh, considered to be the true cyberpunk of the 80s, was built from the fear of what's the worst that can happen with the political situation we have, uh, the political and economic situation we have in the world right now. And uh, this is how cyberpunk started. And yeah. they imagined a future about the worst that could happen from the moment they were in. There, there weren't exactly predictions. That's why Mike Pondsmith always says it was a warning, because they they were thinking about dystopias, about about the worst possible outcome, but also an outcome that as it went slowly, because that um, there is something that William Gibson says that uh, I always find very interesting. That is, what would happen if the apocalypse was was so slow that people didn't realize that it was an apocalypse? Because everybody normalizes everything, getting used to whatever, it's easy. So imagine how people live in the future with all that. It's something that now we're getting closer because we are normalizing a lot of things that uh, 
were that were the worst outcome 30 years ago and this is very interesting because how do you evolve that how do you go over the top over the top we already went because from 2018 i, I don't know if it's only me from from 20, 2018 to 2020 the world went fucking crazy yeah in general terms you watch the news i don't know what happened exactly what was the gap the gap if they started to put drugs on the water i don't know but actually the world went crazy and that's the part where we go into the worst possible outcome that was thought at the beginning of uh, our generation and uh, how do you evolve from there but it wasn't it wasn't it was a speculation it wasn't a prediction it was a warning they didn't want this to happen yeah yeah and also also like obviously like when we talk about the real world being cyberpunk like the real world doesn't have need to have mantis blades to be cyberpunk just go from the you know just the socio-political situation and and that's cyberpunk enough as mad queen said well it's very funny because well i follow i follow william gibson on twitter and uh he, he uh sometimes retweets tweets of people that talked about the kind of reality we live in and i saw uh he retweeted a tutorial a youtube tutorial to make it, it was a makeup tutorial up to here everything normal but it was a makeup tutorial uh designed a makeup designed to avoid facial recognition of artificial intelligences damn yes it uh, had the series of of uh, of patterns in the face so you would avoid facial recognition from artificial intelligences that are used for you know for surveillance yeah. Yeah. And this is super cyberpunk. You don't need mantis plates, as as, as Lasno Mill said. This is super cyberpunk. Hmm. Well, fun, fun, fun. We I, we made your Sunday really nice, but it's not all bad. Like even in in twenty seventy seven, yeah, world went to hell, but <laughs> there's also good things happening. Like it's not that bad. <laughs> Fallout, <laughs> that's got, bad. <laughs> you guys got Judy out of it, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and proceed. There you go. Proceed. Yes. Uh... They didn't show a guy that was hotter than proceed so far, at least in my opinion. No, you're not a Jackie fan. Yeah, I was a Jackie. I like I like Jackie, <laughs> but I like him as a friend. Oh, friend zone. <laughs> <laughs> but proceed. Yeah, but you know, as I'm, I'm um, Jackie feels feels too close to me. Like the character of Jackie, the the character they made, also Mexican and, and Spanish people are very close in when it comes to cartoon social character, and it feels and it feels like a friend. Jackie feels like a friend. <laughs> Misty <Fair>. likes that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Just, if someone mentions Judy, boom, the chat turns into Judy appreciation. <laughs> Like every time I leave my Discord, I come back. It's like people just posting images of Judy. <laughs> oh my god! All right, so we need to start those placid appreciation. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, your job. That's your job to start. You gotta, you gotta start. <laughs> if we can trust him, though. Yeah. I don't know. He I don't want to trust him. <laughs> <laughs> she just wants to bang him. That's pretty much. <laughs> The only thing that I want to trust is that he's going to do a great job. That's pretty much it. <laughs> it's like I see you everywhere. Everywhere? 
<laughs> everywhere? Are we going to talk about this? Um, um, I think, yeah, I think we pretty much covered all the topics so far regarding... Uh, I'm not sure about next week, folks. Uh, I mean, they had a nice T-Wire. We might have some, you know, developer interviews, but even that now is a bit of a problem because they're probably all busy. <laughs> finishing well, next week game. is the beginning of October, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... Apparently, that's when things start to <coughs> yeah crack up mm -hmm. in terms of radio, TV stuff like that. Yeah, we've got we've got there's so much stuff coming, and there's so much stuff that's just going to hit the ground super hard. So just keep your eye out for that, yeah. and we'll be tracking it as much as we can be. So indeed, a uh, true, 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 true. Uh. <laughs> that friends <laughs> friends. <laughs> no love for the bouncer. Well, yeah, I like I like the way I, I like the way Jackie talks. It's very funny. <laughs> and, and and also laugh. and also he talks he talks in English. Yeah, the way he the way he laughs he reminds me of myself. <laughs> because I always I not always I not uh, only laugh like that. I also laugh in the worst mm. possible moments all the time. <laughs> Even Jackie's Japanese uh, voice actor, because like all the gameplay that we've gotten mm. over the last couple of days has been from Tokyo Game Show, so it's been in Japanese. All the voice actors from there are like insanely good as well. Yeah, yeah, huge props to that. Like the 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 Japanese localization, damn, damn, yeah. damn. I also want to see the Polish one though. I think I just want to hear the uh, the 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 Geralt actor from the Polish series. He's gonna be forgot his name last name he's doing silverhand right yeah 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 yeah. he's a prosecutor god damn it sorry about that folks yeah uh jackie looks for jackie, jackie's maxim is, is mexican someone is asking mm. where is jackie from what heritage is he from he's mexican dum dum is the best wife for i agree i agree i agree <laughs> um so uh, this is gonna be it for this week. What's the what's the plans for next one? Starting from the right, Matt Queen. Well, I already released the video that I spent two weeks editing, mm. creating in general, the ultimate guide to Night City, almost an hour long, <laughs> <laughs> explaining everything about Night City, the map, the districts, the gangs that are there, also a little bit of the mega corporations. Although I will I will expand on that. Well, mm. the, the the next thing that I'm going to do is taking a nap because I didn't sleep, sleep much to finish the video. And getting uh, some pizza. Sorry? <laughs> and getting some pizza, right? Yeah. <laughs> pizza is always the answer. Definitely. <laughs> uh, Union? Anything interesting? Um, yeah, I've still been kind of plugging away at my super long one that I announced like ages ago that people are disappointed that hasn't been released yet, but it it will still come. Um, and as Which usual... Is about? Oh, mystery. I can't, I can't say yet. Oh. Yeah. Um. Other than that, yeah, just news and maybe one, one lore video because I haven't done one in like three weeks. So do some lore. And, mm. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, Sip? So <clears throat> we got some cyberpunk stuff coming, but the uh, – and, and we we had a cyberpunk campaign ad ready to go, and uh, YouTube said no because it was uh, shocking content. So yeah, we're we're kind of we're kind of upset about that. 
but because um, that was going to be great. So now we have to retool it completely. Um, but we've also been talking a lot about this whole like uh, everything that's going on recently outside of Cyberpunk and CDPR. We've got this Mike Morhaime company started up. We've got this uh, the leaks for um, looks like those two leaks or the three leaks. I guess it's three from uh, Starfield are mm-hmm. are for the most part accurate. So that's interesting. Oh, and that's accurate. We're going to see where that goes. Hmm. Yeah, so we're going to be we're going to be covering that and chasing that. We had a big long podcast about that yesterday. So, um, yeah, it's very interesting. We've got we've got there's really some some unique things starting up that way, uh, and of course some uh, some opinions on uh, fellow analysts and um, industry people as to you know some stuff. So uh, mm. check that out if you want. Yeah, we're all in the in the final stretch. It's uh, fifty four three days. I mean, mm-hmm. fifty fifty three today. I think. Damn, we're almost there, and all of us are going to be playing the game soon. So uh, yeah, we're all. We're, this is the 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 closest we had ever been, obviously, to, to <laughs> Cyberpunk. <laughs> Just so, a couple more weeks. It's crazy to think mm-hmm, about. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, we we don't even have to go outside. Think they're gonna solve <laughs> solve the problem? Just November nineteenth. <laughs> all right. So thank you all for watching, and I'll see you everyone uh, next week. And uh, keep a lookout for more videos. Bye bye. <laughs>